With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 2 a.m. and she calls me. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Two Planker Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Schaefer, and today on the show, we have Garrett Whaley. Is that how you pronounce it? I didn't check before we started recording. That is how you pronounce it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, um, dude, thanks Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, of course. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, so you are the head filmer and editor for Child Labor, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I do all the editing stuff. Filming is kind of... I don't know if I would um, give myself like head filmer title. We we kind of, it's kind of an unorthodox situation. Like we all kind of film for the most part. I definitely do a good bit, um, but Cal also has a camera and Egan also has a camera. So we all kind of just, we're all sharing, sharing the duty. Some people um, like, depends on the spot. If I'm hitting something like someone else will take the camera and we kind of just trade off. So yeah. Yeah. Right, Everybody cool. gets so, hold of that thing every now and again. Yeah. So lead editor, we'll call it. Um, and yeah, not, editing, editing for sure. Yeah. Filming, shared squad, squad uh, effort. Yeah. Where are you coming to us from right now? I'm in my bedroom in Salt Lake City, Utah. Boom. There we have it. Another episode of Salt Lake City Community Radio. I think this is like the fourth or fifth guest. Nice. Yeah, you've got quite a few Salt Lake guys, huh? <laughs> yeah and i think we'll see i don't know who's up next but i think this trend might continue for a little while um but i don't even know know how i found this out originally don't know where i heard it from but you're originally from connecticut right i am yep yeah Yeah. monroe Monroe, connecticut dude i don't know how i found Mm -hmm. that because when i was like doing the research like because we talked about this before but this has taken a while to pull together i couldn't find anything that said you were from connecticut so i must have pulled that one like out of thin air yeah 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 i don't know but yeah connecticut i uh yeah i grew up there my whole life i just i skied in vermont so maybe that's where the confusion was at but but yeah i always lived in connecticut um i would just ski at mount snow pretty much just on the weekends and shit and then um like my last two years of school i lived up there just for a couple months out of the winter um but yeah pretty much for the most part just connecticut my whole life yeah were you a mount snow academy kid yeah yeah so i went there uh junior and senior year uh just so like the way they do it you go out there in like december and then you come back i think like march 1st so it's pretty much three months you just post up and ski and like kind of go to school but not really and then you come back yeah that's pretty tight were you um Oh, geez. Like, I'm trying to think about the time because you said you just graduated college recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like in uh, pretty much right around Christmas time. Yeah. So who was like in the Mount Snow scene at that time that you were there? Um, Shit. Let's see. It was I mean, 
at at the academy itself there like weren't that many of us um it was pretty much me joe fusar <clears throat> who's also like a child labor uh affiliate i guess um he's always he films with us too and then um ryan funky i'm not sure if you're familiar with him but he also was going there at the time so um the three of us met there and then um yeah, as far as other Mount Snow dudes go, I'm trying to think like Calvin, you know, Calvin Lyons at all. Yeah, dude, these are all East Coast names that are just. Yeah, like, yeah, yep. Calvin was out there always. Calvin's really sick. I haven't I don't know how much skiing he's doing these days. I haven't talked to him in a while, but Calvin is sick. Um, He was always skiing a bunch. And then, yeah, I don't know. There, There wasn't that like all that much of a scene or maybe I wasn't just like wasn't tapped in enough, but. Yeah. but uh but yeah were you on the uh the competition circuit at all yep yeah i grew up uh competing a bunch i did like what was i doing i guess like rev tours at the end doing some rev tours and shit at the end and uh yeah traveling around for that a little bit and then pretty quickly realized i was like not good enough to be doing that shit so <laughs> but it was fun though it was sick i always liked competing it was fun yeah so you were like a slope style kid mm-hmm. That's cool. yeah i did did a lot of slope styles i was like rail jams as a kid that was kind of my favorite thing to do but yeah did uh did a lot of slope styles never really did very well but it was a fun like excuse to go travel around and yeah yeah i feel like it probably made me better at skiing maybe too just being like i feel like i've talked to like cal and some of the a lot of the labor homies grew up competing we've kind of talked about it. it's kind of sick like the way that competing makes you like i don't know just do shit like when you have to you know like you might not be in the best uh you might not want to do tricks but you've you fucking gotta you know so it's like almost kind of like streets king where you're like super super scared to hit something and you're able to like you know sack up and at least give it a shot pretty similar in yeah. in a way you know dude that's a really good insight and it's it's funny because the more i mean you're probably the third child labor interview now and it's like right. all of you guys were comp kids at one point which yeah. i don't think is like obvious when you first look at the videos yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you had you had what benny and cal before benny and cal yeah you're number three i think nice yeah so yeah it's funny because I didn't even mention Benny about Mount Snow. He was always out there too. I for, I don't even, I, I don't know why I forgot about that. But yeah, Benny and Sam were also around Mount Snow a ton. Um, so like all three, me, Joe, and Funky all kind of grew up around those dudes in uh, in Vermont. And yeah, there's photos of me and Benny Osno when we're like fucking 12 years old on like <laughs> doing like USASA shit. It's pretty funny. Yeah that's so yeah. funny dude. yeah it's, it's funny because like those the kids that are the younger kids now i don't know why i've been thinking about like the future of the competitions i guess right and it's funny like all those same kids are gonna be telling these stories in a few years like the like the luke votas and the durham jones they're gonna be talking about like what we're witnessing sure. in real time dude so- yeah me and uh me and dak were actually we just got this like judging job for uh usasa so this past week we've been up at woodward like judging this like futures tour thing which wasn't around when we were doing it but it's like this new contest um but yeah it was sick because we were talking about it like damn there's so many of these kids and like 
not all of them are going to be comp skiers and like so like some of them are so sick yeah like you mentioned durham he was in it yeah that kid is really sick we were super hyped on his skiing and yeah he's yeah those kids are sick it's dope that like yeah obviously not all of them are going to be comp guys forever so it's yeah it's nice yeah. to see like a, a bright future kind of you know dude they're, shit. they're looking good Shout out Durham. I th- I was at the level one rail gym at Sugarbush. I think he did a six on continuing four out of uh, the down tube. And I don't even yeah. think he podiumed, but you know, that's crazy. That. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the question, the Salt Lake City community radio question. When did you move out to Salt Lake and why? Um, I moved here in 2017. So what's that like? Yeah, six years now, I guess. Yeah. I feel like that. But yeah, 20, uh, summer of 2017, um, pretty much just go to, just to go to college, mm. um, just to go to the University of Utah. But yeah. And then ski, I mean, obviously skiing, like I wanted to go to school and wanted to ski. So it's kind yeah. of the, one of the better places to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you follow any friends out here? Were you like meeting up with people or you just decided like it's, this is the spot? Yeah. So like I mentioned before, um, me and Joe and Ryan Funky all kind of grew up together. So they had already moved out here like I think six months before I did. So yeah, we were all kind of planning on like linking up out here again because we all were skiing together for like the past like three, four years in Vermont. And then, uh, yeah, pretty much just decided like Salt Lake's kind of the best place to be. Or they were actually in PC for a while, but but yeah, Utah, you know. Yeah. 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 Sweet. So I mean, what did you study? Did you did you go here? Like did you go out to the U to take it serious or did you just pick a major? Um, to pick I mean, yeah, I, I definitely like took it serious. I, I did all right, but I studied um strategic communications. Mm like marketing shit pretty much i mean yeah nothing crazy it wasn't like the hardest shit ever to be honest but yeah and then i i studied spanish as well so oh it's pretty uh, tight yeah yeah so i'm hoping to maybe like do something with the with the spanish mostly the i mean the marketing shit's cool too but hopefully i'm trying to trying to get out to like south america and shit at some point do that for a while that's awesome. You could be like uh, Garrett Russell. He's I know he's been down there. For yeah, years. dude, I, I I listened to that one actually. That shit was really sick. Yeah, dude, he was he's uh, like he's got the life. Damn, that was felt like it was ages ago that we recorded that. Yeah, but it, it looks like he's doing the same thing, just like Argentina, wherever he's at, in Japan. So yeah, yeah, not bad place to be. Yeah, yeah shout out to G Funk. That's that was awesome that he did that so early on. For sure. Um, so when did you get linked up with all the child labor guys? I mean, you said that you already knew Benny from way back. So how, yeah. like, what was it like you coming in? Um, I don't know. It's, it's like kind of, kind of a mishmash, like blurry link up, I guess. But I don't know. Some of us were like knew each other already kind of from like competing and stuff like me. Let's see me, Joe, and like Brolf, Brolf, Cal, Dakota, a lot of the PC kids we had already met um, just from going to contests and we would all like kick it at the contest and dick around after like go ski and smoke weed, do whatever we were doing when we were like 16. But um, yeah, so a lot of us all met 
at contests um kind of early on and then eventually like all kind of just ended up here and it formed it formed pretty naturally really like there was never really a sit down of like let's be a crew or whatever like mm. we all just were skiing together and had made some park videos and shit and we were all done competing and we're kind of we we're just thinking like all right we should probably do like slap a name on this and figure something out maybe make a street vid or something and yeah it wasn't really like we had these big plans or anything we kind of just were skiing together so we made one vid and then kind of just kept doing it yeah yeah. so it kind of it kind of all just fell into place it wasn't like you said it wasn't like this big grand hey we're gonna call it this we're gonna do this for the movies it was just natural exactly yeah we were all kind of like we were all just hanging out like non-stop anyway and we would all ski together um and yeah eventually we're like oh we may as well just slap a name on this shit yeah. yeah So I think Cal already gave us the origin story of the name, but I want to see if you have the same story. Where, where does the name child labor come from? Yeah, we get this question a lot. I, the way I remember it, we were, I don't remember what Cal said. Hopefully it's the same shit. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but I, we, were, we were on a camping trip um, in somewhere in the Uintas and we were all driving down like super hungry. Like woke, we just did like a night, a night mission camping. So we didn't eat any breakfast. We just like hiked back to the whip and started driving back. It's like an hour and a half, probably. We're all fucking starving. And there's like some shitty little diner in the middle of nowhere. And someone was like, oh, let's hit that diner. That's like, they got like a little kid in the back or some shit. We're like, yeah, he's like a little kid. It's the child labor restaurant. And that whole trip, we had been talking, like trying to like spitball names and shit. So someone was like, oh, child labor. Like, that's kind of dope. And we were like, yeah, that was all it took. One yeah. person said it, and we were like, oh, it's kind of cool. Let's just do that. It's weird. I, I think we were kind of just, like, over-talking about it, too. So we were like, child labor, boom. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That, that's exactly what Cal said. So Okay, nice. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. That's the last time I'm ever asking that question on this podcast. We got two people independently told the same story. Word. So that's yeah. the official story. <laughs> yep, yep, there it is. Dude, yeah, so, I, haven't been, I haven't been back to that diner. Got to go back for old time's sake. It we'll sucked. Have to, we'll have to it. plug it at some point now that they've come up twice. Yeah, I don't know what the name is. We should be, uh, <laughs> they should get some royalties. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't ask either of the previous two guys about this, but it, it's just occurring to me now. How difficult is it to get sponsors or even to just talk about your crew to people that don't know about it with a name like child labor like are you like um like how do you approach you know just like your someone's friend's mom and be like oh yeah my crew's called child labor yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know it's all i guess it is a little weird i honestly don't love the name like it's whatever it's too late now but yeah, yeah. I, I i definitely don't love it like um but yeah i don't know i guess we just come come right out and be like yo it's called child labor i don't i've never had like a negative reaction towards it that would probably make it make it worse if if someone was like damn that's fucked up bro or something but, yeah well i mean it's definitely it's definitely hard to put on merch for sure for sure right? yeah i mean i do all the merch and like a lot of the stuff i'm not sure if you you have seen any of the new stuff but a lot of it just says labor yeah this one i'm wearing right now or actually this one says child labor but yeah a lot like those crew necks i just made the embroidered 
Johns where we're all just labor. Yeah. But I don't know. It's cool, I guess. It's it's too late now, you know. No, I think <laughs> really, I, I, fuck it. I think it's a sick it's a sick name. Definitely makes it funny when I go to like look up stuff about you guys and then right. I have to like specify like ski afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Kids have like <laughs> commented that on the YouTube before and shit. Be like, like, yeah, I'm about to start getting like getting flagged by the FBI or some <laughs> shit. And like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah. So the crew came together naturally. You guys just started filming. Um, what is this? You guys just put out your fourth movie, correct? Um, yeah, yeah, fourth movie. Because, yeah, take three and then, yeah, yep, fourth Yeah, movie. so we kind of take, like, a, a broad view of it. But, like, how has, like, that process changed over the course of making the four movies? Because at, at the beginning, it was probably super unstructured, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first year of the strike, we... Yeah, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, honestly. Like, I had, like, barely hit street. I think I'd hit, like, maybe two spots in Vermont growing up. And they were, like, you know, like, hard leaving spots, little down rails or something. But, yeah. So, I guess we've just gotten progressively better over the years. But, yeah, the first year was super loose. We did a lot. Like, I'd say, like, 60% of it is probably Salt Lake um because we we didn't have any bud like travel budget like at all it was all just out of pocket and we were all in school um so yeah most of that one is pretty much salt lake stuff and then some of the boys went to duluth minnesota for like a week or two and then at like the very end of the year when we had like uh spring break for college we me cal Zach Sturdivant and T-Stone went to Omaha, Nebraska. And those were like the two trips, like of the whole season, like quick, like one week trips. So most of the year we were kind of just trying to get shit done around Salt Lake. And then, yeah, progressively, like we've just been trying to travel more. And cause I mean, Salt Lake doesn't get all that much snow. So it's, it's pretty hard. Like you could do it, but it, it'd be pretty hard to film a whole bit here. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty scarce for good snow around here. It snows like five inches, then it's gone in like a day for the most part. But Well, I think that's why it makes it like when there are Salt Lake clips, it makes them even more special because it's like, damn, like you for actually sure. got to business in like the 24 hour yeah. window that you had. For sure. Yeah, I'd say like there's probably there's exceptions like there's weird when I think maybe even the strike, like the first one we did was kind of an exception, like it was like a super good winter in Salt Lake, but yeah, for the most part, it's, it's pretty tough around here. You got to be on it. Like you got like maybe a three day window when you can make some shit work. And even then, like it kind of sucks hitting a spot when it's like real low tide, you know, like it's nice. It's nice when you're in a city and there's like eight inches on the ground, just standing Yeah, here. It's, it's not like that usually, you know? Yeah. So when you guys like actually started planning stuff and actually, you know, approaching the project in like an organized manner, how yeah. would you decide where you're going? Pretty much just snow, really. Like, yeah. um, like we just got back or not just got back. We got back like the 25th of January or something, but yeah, we pretty much had set dates that like worked for everybody with work schedules and stuff. Cause I mean, like, we're all we're all working still mm -hmm. but 
yeah, we just had set dates early on that would work for everybody. And then we got together before and we're just like, all right, where's the snow at? And pretty much just went from there. Yeah, we ended up, we went to um, Edmonton, Alberta in Canada. That's when you guys just came back from, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, we were there for like two weeks. It was dope. It was, it was pretty good. Productive trip. It was fun. Yeah. Before, before we talk about that, I just, this is going to completely date the episode. This isn't relevant to anything beyond this. Is it just me or is like everyone in Japan right now? Have you been seeing Yeah. This? Yeah. It seems like it, dude. I'm jealous. That sounds sick. What the fuck is going on? I see like a dozen in, people there right in now. Fucking Alberta being like, damn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Could be in Japan right now. Skiing pal. Yeah. No, I'm fucking around. It was fun. That's it's crazy, and then I just saw like a different story of like uh, Mac and A Hall going out there. So, right now, as of the time of recording this, February twenty twenty three, everyone's yeah. in Japan. But this that's yeah. gonna be such an irrelevant point. Like yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> yeah, all of Instagram yeah. is Japan, Japan clips. Yeah, it's nuts. So I actually didn't mean to open up with this. Like, so you guys literally just got back from Alberta. When I hit you up, you guys yeah. were there. So yeah. yeah, you guys, you want to tell us like anything about that trip? Um, it was sick. Uh, I had never been to Alberta before. I know like a lot of the squad had been there for, to go to Calgary for like, um, I think they had, they used to hold some like slope style there or something, but I'd never gone to it. So I'd never been to Alberta, but it was, it was cool. It was, uh, it's kind of a weird city, honestly. Like I know if like, I don't want to talk shit on it too hard in case anybody from Edmonton's listening or something, but yeah, it's kind of a shithole, honestly. It was it was super cool. Like we got we got a lot of shit and got a lot of clips. It was good, but yeah, weird weird place. Super cold, like uh, pretty bad air quality. I don't know why, but it was uh, definitely not one of my like favorite cities I've ever been to in terms of like regular person stuff. But the skiing was super good. A lot of good spots for sure. And we met some, we met a couple kids from out there who were super cool. So yeah, shout out to Ed, and I shouldn't talk shit on it. It was cool. <laughs> Sorry, man. Dude, sometimes, you know, it's not like when you're in the U S you're going to like the best cities either. No, for sure. Yeah. In, I mean, in general, we're going to some pretty dismal places typically like, yeah, I said Omaha before that's definitely up there with shittier cities I've been to. I'm not a huge fan of Omaha. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I've been thinking about a lot of different stuff lately. And it's, it's funny that these crews of people, cause no one's making a ton of money making, you know, like home video street movies pretty much. Yeah. But everyone's like surprisingly well-traveled because of these movies. Like everyone kind of like yeah. sees a lot of different corners of the States. Like we were just talking about Japan. People go to different corners of the world. So it is cool how much travel is involved in making these videos. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We've, I, that's kind of the way I look at it is kind of like the goal of it almost like I don't really make a dollar off this shit so it's dope just to be able to like go to go to some cool places and yeah travel around with like my a lot of my best friends so that's kind of the the main like the best part about it yeah none of us are none of us are making money for you kids at home <laughs> if you think we are we're not but uh <laughs> Which is, but it's sick that way. It's just uh, a means, a means to get around and make shit that we like and yeah, have some cool experiences. It's fun. Yeah, dude, that's so sick. And so you said that at the beginning, you guys didn't really have any funding. How is like the funding 
in the sponsorship for the projects changed over the years? Um, I guess just more people have been kind of down or maybe we've gotten better at kind of hitting people up, but yeah, we, uh, by people, yeah, you mean we, like, like marketing people at companies or just owners of right. companies? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, honestly, shout out Benny, Benny Osno does a lot of the, um, kind of like company outreach. I'm, I'm definitely more on like the video side. I I haven't done a whole lot of that, but <clears throat> But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, he's kind of just gotten maybe better, and Abrolf does a lot of that too. But um, yeah, I guess, and also just uh, gaining some traction, I'm sure helped kind of like convince people into it, help us out a little bit with some Airbnbs and gas and shit. And I mean, I you know Emmett, major, major, major shout out to Emmett. He's a big help with us for sure. He's done a lot for all of us yeah i mean that's it's funny he's been coming up in like every episode recently he's like the mayor of salt lake for uh, sure when did he like get involved with you guys and start helping out um shit i met he was because he, he was in the most recent video like physically at the spot oh yeah no he's yeah. he's at the spot for sure he's out there physically um <laughs> no i i don't know i met emmett probably the first year i lived out here through I think I met him through Pat Ring. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but of course, dude. Me and Pat um, were talking about a little bit, a thing or two nice. lately. Okay, nice. Yeah, I, I, uh, so I met P Ring and T Stone, um, Thomas, through. We lived in the dorm buildings together. Like they lived like one building over from me. So me and my roommate, who's like a snowboarder, this dude Reed would go hang out with them all the time. Uh. And yeah, I think, I think Peering introduced me to Emmett because he was pretty involved with Vishnu at the time. And then, yeah, kind of, kind of moved on and started doing some other stuff. Um, but yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he introduced me one day at like Brighton or something. I don't remember specifically, but, and then eventually Emmett was just like, yo, do you want to, I don't even know what I was skiing on at the time, maybe like K2 or something, but I think he hit me up and was just like, yo, you should get on some v's and i was super down yeah that. and then the same thing basically just happened to the rest of the crew slowly over time i think so yeah i know like i think me and dakota and maybe broth all kind of got on around the same season and i think egan too because we were all hanging out a ton mm. and like making a bunch of bids and shit but yeah and i think t T might have already been on. Thomas might have already been on, but I don't. I don't really remember. But yeah, kind of right around the same time, we all got pretty involved with Vishnu. Yeah, that's awesome. Shout out to Emmett for uh, supporting you guys. That's, that's yeah, super tight. Yeah, he's the man. He's done a lot for us and me too, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll take this kind of. I view you as kind of like the creative guy for uh, child labor. I'm sure everyone's creatively involved in their own way, but um. I've been watching a lot of Rick Rubin lately. So I'm just warning the viewers. Like I've been watching so many of his interviews. He's all about creativity. And so I'm, I'm going to be asking more of these questions, but like when you guys are sitting down planning this out, I'm sure it's not super formal, but like, do you guys talk about like your goals for the season? Like what you guys want to achieve or is it like the general, just pushing the, like pushing what's possible? Like how do you guys approach like the goal for the movie for the year? We're, I mean, we're like pretty loose with it, really. We basically yeah. just decide where we want to go. 
with like no almost no planning like for Edmonton we pretty much were just looking at like snow forecasts and there's like some random maps you can find online that just snow, show like surface like standing snow across the across North America we basically just pick a dot on the map and go there for I mean at least that's what we did this year as far as like planning for the movie we don't do much at all basically just go to a city and do what we can and then at the end of the year I kind of just sift through and pick out the Sega shit most of it goes in really I don't cut much but last mm. year was probably the most I'd cut and it still wasn't a ton but yeah for the most part we just go and get as much as we can everybody hits shit they want to hit and then we just put it all together yeah. yeah not too much of like a vision before the winter starts yeah so it's just kind of like film everything film a lot and then obviously people will just push themselves naturally every year yeah for sure for yeah. sure yeah and like yeah that's pretty much how it works everyone kind of just finds some shit they want to hit in every city and yeah and every we all kind of know like what each other is looking for you know for mm -hmm. the most part some people hit like all types of shit but yeah. I feel like a lot of us have pretty specific uh spot selection that we like and then like I'll see a spot and be like oh this would be dope like I know so and so wants to hit this like Seamus Flanagan for example always likes hitting like really gnarly shit he's just gnarly so he's <laughs> hitting like if I look at something and I'm like fuck no dude like I'm never doing that I'll be like Seamus you got this man like because I know he's down to hit something like death defying and then yeah, everybody's kind of just got their own little uh, like style that they style a thing that they like hitting. Yeah, can you? Is there any other one that stands out? Like, oh, so and so likes this specific type of thing. Shit, I'm trying to think. Maybe like, I mean, Cal obviously is just like nuts and is really, really, really good at skiing. So weird. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like stuff where you could do something real out of the box like something a little weirder i might be like you know cal yeah. your, your shit buddy but yeah other than that i don't know me and uh i'm always looking for like ledges kind of or like i like kink rails too which i feel like maybe me and brawl for kind of a lot of the time looking for the same stuff but yeah there is definitely some crossover like sometimes on a trip we're all trying to hit the same thing and it it kind of sucks deciding who who gets it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's the other thing too. It's like, that's, I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause it's like, if everyone loves a spot, how do you decide who gets the clip? Because yeah, you know, it, I know it, everyone knows it. Seeing the same feature spot, whatever in a movie mm -hmm. over and over again, it just turns into a snooze fest. For sure. Yeah. We try and keep it fairly like your spot, your spot. There's not, there's obviously exceptions. Like if it's like a 50 stair down rail or something, like if everyone can do something cool, that's sick. I like, it's really fun to like everybody boots up and hit something together. But I don't know when it comes to like some giant scary spot, we try and yeah, definitely be like, all right, this is, you got it. But I don't really know how we pick. We kind of just, maybe if someone hasn't gotten something in a couple of days or they're like super like fiending to hit something they got it but yeah i don't know we don't have much of a process i guess just whoever is like dying like fucking dying to hit it yeah guess <laughs> that's yeah, I mean, 
And the last thing I'll ask, because I'm actually dying to jump into this movie, just the why not? Because it was just so good. Yeah. But uh, just in terms of personality on the crew, is there anyone that's like super competitive at the spot? That's like, Ooh. I got like, um, you did something sick. I'm doing something better, whether I'm going to say it or not. I don't think so. No, no, nobody's hard on like everyone. Everyone's like pretty. No, everyone. It's like one for all. One. What's the saying? <laughs> Fucking all for, for all. all one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That. Um. <laughs> Yeah, or fucking I I know Sanch was t- or fucking Meeks was talking about Sanch on his thing last year in Minnesota. Sanch kept saying part of the ship, part of the crew. So we can say <laughs> we always be saying that. Yeah, but, that's a classic. That's yeah, great. part of the ship, part of the crew is yeah. the philosophy. Yeah, so there's no hardo moments. It's like nah, bro. No. Yeah, everyone's done. Yeah, yeah, it's all for one. I'm just as typed when like Egan does something or whoever as I am when I do it. You know. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Um, all right, let's uh, let's do the screen share. Let's let's hop in a little screen share. Um, all right, share screen. Boom, dude, we're going full online learning with Hell Zoom. Yeah. All right, are you seeing just just the window that has the video player pulled up? Yeah. Okay, sick. Good. All right, dude. I got my notes. If there's something off the top of your head that you want to watch, you can go for it, dude. I'm just going to like parts that I loved. Benny right off the right off the clip with this uh, with this brick ledge. Yeah. Fucking huge, dude. I don't know. Yeah, that thing was crazy. Yeah, there's some spots that I just love. I think I love like unconventional surfaces. For and sure. Brick and brick is just a great one. For yep. Me. Yeah, yeah. bricks. So we. T-Stone got some sick brick shit in Edmonton that you guys <laughs> listeners can look forward to. But, but yeah, that one was crazy. We set it up. Um, we built it just intending for Cal to hit it. But that was one of those times where we were like, oh, someone could hit this like in a different way, you know? Yeah. The same setup. So Benny was like, oh, I'm trying to get up on top of there. I don't think anyone else wanted to. So yeah, it was, that was crazy. That yeah. Was, crazy emmett was the, at that one too he winched us into that thing that's tight yeah i like that yeah it's the same spot but if you approach it from a completely different way then it's it's almost like it's a brand new spot you know yeah yeah exactly yeah that thing was crazy it's at uh it's at like bush this park called bush lake or wait no is that bush lake i can't remember what the park's called it's not bush lake actually but it's like this super famous park in minnesota there's a ton of spots there right down the way um i want to i'm trying to think of other shit p-bone did some shit there there's like an old b-dog clip where he goes like it's like a sea ledge to a down rail and he like slid the sea ledge to back swap to the rail which was really sick but it's all at the same park i had a spot there too and why not the like rail to ledge thing um i did like a front three swap or something but yeah, yeah it's, it's a sick zone like the, it's a huge park and there's multiple very dope spots in there yeah so <clears throat> i actually was thinking i was uh, thought the other day a great instagram account i'll just give this idea away for free if any if any kids bored at their house collecting all the clips from any movie for these different spots because you mentioned like you just know in your mind oh so-and-so hit this spot at this park in whatever movie just like some sort of catalog of that would be awesome. Cause like 
How do yeah. you how do you even stay on top of that and yeah. not do the same trick or do a super similar trick on the same spot? Like, is that something you guys think about? I For mean, sure, kind of have to think about it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. When we like, yeah, we talk a lot about that. Try and avoid the the ABDs as much as possible. Sometimes it just happens because you don't know, but yeah. But yeah, we definitely try and stay on top of it. Like, Brawl, I was just talking to Brolf actually because we're going to Finland in like three days, and we we're like, we're gonna be chilling with Harold, and some of the Zoot Space guys are going out there too, and we we're like, dude, we gotta watch all the foray shit and like <laughs> really, really remember what they did, you know? But yeah, yeah, we, we try and stay on top of it for sure. Dude, you're dropping a couple gems, Finland in a few days. A little sneak peek at the next labor movie. Yeah yeah that's tight for the, for the viewers at home yeah we're going yeah. with them small crew not the whole crew's going but i'm pretty stoked about it yeah that's sick so next clip i have i mean i think this is still the opener it's just cal hitting an abnormally long z rail and mm-hmm. like a few like a waterfall feature in it <laughs> so i think that's the end of the opener right i believe so yeah yeah, yeah yep so first that I mean that spot's insane. Cal is just like an amazing talented skier. But how do you decide what goes in the opener and then what goes I don't know if you guys really did segments for this. You kind of did like loose segments, but how do you decide like okay, this goes in the intro versus this is going to be like the ender for somebody's segment? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm pretty This year there wasn't in past years we've kind of all sat down at certain points. This year was for the most part, I was just kind of alone in my room, like mm-hmm. working on it for hours, but I don't really know what my process was. I, I mostly let the, I try and like, I know all the songs I want to use kind of, and then from there kind of just start messing around and see what works and what doesn't. <clears throat> but I mean, I, I knew I wanted to have the opener be like a banger, you know, not like, a, I feel like there's a tendency in a lot of videos to have the opener seg be kind of like a really b-roll heavy and like war- slow like warm-up kind of thing i knew i didn't want to do that um so yeah i pretty much just knew what song i wanted to use and then knew i had to put some some real some real heaters in there but yeah i <laughs> which is I like... why one's the ender of it obviously because that shit was really crazy yeah i think um I think now, like in the age of, it's kind of coming back, but like video premieres, the mm-hmm. intro, typically like back when video premieres were huge, you know, the intro is what gets the crowd fired up for the rest of the movie. You yeah. Know? So you sure. gotta, you gotta come out hot. So everyone's like, oh shit. Like I can't wait to see the next 15 to 20 minutes of this video. Yeah, you I know? do. I do kind of try and think about that a little bit when I'm making these um we have done like a we've tried to do a premiere for every I think we have or one of them was COVID so I think we couldn't do it but other than that like every vid we've done at least a small premiere and I do kind of try and think like how would this play in front of 50 people live not just like some dude watching it with headphones on you know yeah it's sick to have it open like I guess as a whole this year I wanted it to just play like fast kind of like not no points where you're like oh how long is this shit because i knew it was going to be long so i just wanted it to like play and be 
sick like through like i didn't want it to be boring so i tried to keep it pretty pretty slim as far as uh like filler b-roll kind of stuff goes yeah i don't think there were there any huge b-roll segments in this there's there's some b-roll towards the end we'll talk about it later. yeah there's some yeah, great guess, like um, flavor shots in this but there's not like huge b-roll segments yeah i guess like the last seg you can maybe say is is sort of b-roll heavy but um yeah. I try, I also kind of tried to sprinkle some, some crazy ones in there. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, for, yeah, I guess that was my idea going into it. Just try and make it as like, sli- like slim, I guess as possible. Like no extra like bullshit. Yeah. Just like, just bangers. Just, yeah, just, yeah. just bangers or like shit that we think is, is really sick. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's so dude, there's so many different rabbit holes we could go down. I'll, I'll ask you this question that I was wondering. Like you mentioned that you already have the ideas for the music when you're going into edit. Yeah. How do you source the music that you want? Um, shit, I don't know. I mean, I just have like, I I guess I just like music. I try and keep uh like a be fine and shit a lot. I try and like search for stuff or i'll have like playlists that i know would work well with something i guess so i'll just say like throughout the entire year i'm trying to just save stuff or i don't know i'm trying to think i guess last year for like the segment um i think it's the one right after this with the chief keef song that one we were just running like the whole winter so hard and yeah it does this weird little like classic music thing but yeah yeah, in the like Chief Keef segment, that song we were just running like super, super, super hard the entire trip. So like that kind of stuff, for example, there's certain things where we're all super into it and it's been actually been like playing at the spot and like on the way where we're like, oh, we got to use that, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that's that's probably one of my favorite segs just for that reason, because I know we were like really listening to that a lot the whole season. So. That's sick, dude. I like that. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, what? what's that uh, filming style? Dog Me 95, is that what it is? No. I think, I've, yeah, maybe maybe heard of that. Yeah, yeah, Dog <laughs> Dog Me 95. It's like, but basically one of the tenants is like, you use only sound sounds that are actually in that scene. So it's yeah. kind of funny that you inadvertently did that. Yeah. It's stuff that you guys were actually playing at the spot. And then you just use that for the. Uh, yeah. No, and I know like you also like you mentioned there like there isn't truly like person segments in it. Um, yeah. But I do try sometimes to like if I know someone's like big like or at least my favorite clip of them, I try and like put it in a song that they are gonna really fuck with. You know, like yeah. I know I know Sam for example like really fucked with that Chief Keef track, so I put this Quad King in that part because I was like the uh like that lip slide he does on that super big quad i was like oh all right that's got to be the ender of that chief keef one because i know sam really will fuck with that versus like some like sad rock shit or something that he's not really gonna like you know yeah so like yeah so you have like kind of a lot of different audiences in mind when you're editing it it's like the general public you know the person that's actually in the video so yeah it's a balance yeah, I suppose so. I for yeah, for music for the most part, 
I think uh, everyone, I, I like to think everyone kind of trusts me and I'll pick something good, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, people also like people weigh in for sure on, on the music now and again, which is nice. Yeah. Are any of these guys ever coming up to you? Cause it like lead editor, that's pretty big responsibility. You're telling the story. Do any of these guys ever come up to you after watching a rough draft and are like, bro, this ain't it. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone has, but yeah. no, they're, but everyone's welcome to, I'm, I'm down yeah. to hear it for sure. But, but now everyone's always like super cool about it. Always into it. So oh, that's sick. So they don't do it, but they're comfortable. They feel comfortable doing it if they needed to. Yeah. And I mean, no one's like in the dark or anything like throughout the, no one's really like sitting there while I'm editing, but throughout the process, everyone's like coming through and watching and like, here's this, seg, here's this seg, all this shit. But yeah. So everyone like, no one's really like there being like, yo, the slow-mo needs to be a little longer right here, but everyone's like around watching bits and pieces, you know? Yeah. Dude, that's, yeah, that's just so fun. I remember like, I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast, but like I got into skiing originally just by filming at the mountain and like, it's so fun chopping it up and then showing people and then they're like, just fired up about it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's such a every year, every year we do like a little, uh, like just all like 20 homies, like everyone in the crew and then all of our like close friends all link up and watch it um just at someone's house like when it's the first the first viewing yeah it's always super fun it's like my favorite part of making them yeah so we'll go back to the edit eight minutes in somebody says i don't know who says it somebody says you guys have been shoveling the spot for like three hours for this however many stair like 35 stair quad kink yeah what was what was good with that because this this um, kind of lead us into the conversation about how miserable some of these spots can be. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that one was in Quebec City. It's like a pretty it's a pretty famous one. I think or I know JF Hool. JF Hool did a nose butter two onto it like a long time ago in a level one movie. It was really sick. But anyway, yeah, we've we went there thinking it would just be like a quick thing it was out of school so we went on a saturday like kind of waited to go there and yeah we pulled up and it was literally buried like you couldn't even see the rail all you could see was the flat to down kinks like the little tip of them sticking out yeah so it was yeah when we were in quebec it was like an insane amount of snow we dug we were digging out we were doing insane dig outs like chest deep snow and and not just like snow like quebec city like cement snow it was <laughs> it was pretty brutal honestly that one sucked it literally took yeah probably about 5 i don't know 5 hours we pulled up probably 11am and i think sam was hitting it like into the sunset it was a whole a whole fucking day for sure <laughs> it was a, that was a long one yeah well, that ties perfectly into Benny's viewer question. Benny said, who in the crew is worst at shoveling? Worst at shoveling? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, it's time for I some call-outs, bro. I feel like I know who he wants me to say. Maybe maybe T-Stone. I'm sorry, T, if you're listening to this. He's He's good, but sometimes he just isn't going super hard, kind of kind of just chilling but he is good too like 
everyone puts their work in for sure but, but t-stone a little bit less than others <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep yeah fuck you t no i'm kidding he he shovels he's a shoveler we're all yeah. shovelers but yeah maybe maybe t a little bit but for the most part he's pretty damn good everyone everyone grinds like he was at that this spot and he was definitely putting work in yeah and i mean we could flip it on its head who at the spot is the best shoveler like is there anyone that's doing more work than everyone else best shoveler i don't know um yeah i don't know maybe like maybe shamo or something Seamus shovels pretty or maybe I'm just saying that because Seamus is super good at building lips. Seamus is like a like a lip artist. He yeah. gets, them, gets them right. He knows how to build them perfectly. Yeah. Maybe maybe Seamus just for that reason. Are you so I mean for four projects now. Have you guys got like has your spot preparation gotten just like exponentially better over the years? Because at I first, I mean, so. if you're if you're an urban rookie, then it's like, dude, it's probably terrible. But at this point, you guys have a lot of practice. Yeah, I'd say it definitely got better. We get we definitely like we got it down to a science now. Especially if there's a lot of a lot of homies pulling up. Well, yeah, we got that shit ready in like ten minutes. But yeah, back in the day, we were setting shit up like pretty loose and just <laughs> weird. And you also over time you figure out just like speed, like what's gonna work. Like, will it drop and work here? Can we? build pump bumps or do you like need a winch or something yeah i think we've gotten better at just vetting like what's gonna work and what's not sort of speed wise and like build wise but yeah, yeah. we've definitely gotten better for the, the first year we we had no fucking clue what we were doing but you still did it like i think that's like the very important point it's like i love talking to you guys about the early days because it's like everyone starts off as just some idiot that doesn't know anything that just wants yeah. to try it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and also like Salt Lake's kind of maybe a good spot to kind of get into it too. Cause there's a lot of pretty welcoming, welcoming zones. Like, uh, like everybody knows rail gardens on us, obviously mm-hmm. you can go to rail gardens. It's probably set up and like hit a street rail for the first time, you know? Yeah. Like it's well, just... actually not, not anymore. They're fucking giving people tickets and shit, but back in the day it was like super, super mellow. You could go hang out there all day and hit a little street down rail forever but yeah that was just like ready out the box like yeah (laughs) yeah exactly um cool all right let's uh we'll keep watching a little bit more let's see i just got random notes back and forth let's see i like the tap out of this one right here thank you nice with it yep that was fresh (laughs) (laughs) um but there's a standout clip there's the standout clips coming up i think like this is a lot of shots of you in this like general area of the movie. Yeah, I tried to cram most of my stuff into the end of this song just because I like this song, but Yeah. So first of all, you have this beautiful police officer. Bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, we we yeah. That was a topic of discussion for a while. That that was a very the, the most uh the most beautiful police officer we've ever seen. We were talking about that little Wayne track, Mrs. Officer yeah <laughs> we were talking about like oh we should we should make a seg to that and like have her in it but <laughs> yeah but it didn't work out but yeah yeah she was she was beautiful 
and but then the, boom you bust out with like probably your craziest hit of the entire movie in the very next shot how many kinks is that what is it one two three four five six six kink barely hanging on at the end too yeah i got loose in there for sure yeah <laughs> got super so loose i mean is there. there is there a good backstory behind that it was it was at that same spot that uh that that police officer was at right yep yeah same spot i was hitting it for like not long at all um i think the the make was like 15th try or something mm-hmm. or like 20th try which is in the grand scheme of things like compared to other spots not very many and then yeah that that cop pulled up and was like yelling at us super pissed and we had we got some friends in quebec who speak french like some native french canadian homies um and our buddy cam shout out to cam fucking best dude ever was there and kind of like negotiated with her and was like please please can we like can he get like a little longer and like talk to her for like 10 minutes and we're all just sitting there like straight face because we don't know what they're saying none of us speak french so yeah and he talked her into letting me hit it i think she said like 45 minutes which is pretty generous (laughs) yeah Yeah, pretty generous as far as like usually a cop is like you can hit it one more time and then you gotta you gotta go but yeah i think she said 45 and i kept hitting it for 45 minutes just because i wanted to get one where i didn't like lift up my foot um Mm. on some like loose shit but yeah i didn't end up i like got smoked a couple times didn't get it she came back and she she was pissed when she came back because she said 45 and i think it was like an hour so she was pretty mad so we just dipped but but yeah and then but looking back on it i honestly kind of like that it's pretty like loose and crazy well it just like the looseness of it shows how sketchy the spot is you know right like hitting everything perfect all the time doesn't really show the viewer how gnarly it is right yeah i'm i'm kind of down with it i in the moment i was like fuck i wish i got to like get a cleaner one and shit but yeah yeah, i'm kind of like damn it's sick that it's super loose just like look mad crazy on the rail well dude and then your reaction afterwards is just awesome just yeah i thought i i mean i thought i was fucking dead dude i thought i like the i thought i was catching and like tacoing the rail or something yeah fuck dude yeah that was just like yeah standout clip from the movie for sure like that's that's probably your best clip right uh yeah i would say so it's probably one of my favorite ones i've gotten yeah yeah i was super hyped i was hyped on it too because um my buddy robbie meehan who's a snowboarder um you know the dust box they do like snowboard yeah. bit yeah he hit it um like two years previous and when i was going there he sent it to me and was like bro you gotta hit this like that'd be so sick if we both get the same rail like you want skis me on a snowboard and there's actually a dust box sticker on the telephone pole as you see me riding in oh. so I, I remember like right after i got it i called him was like yo robbie like i got that rail like there's a fucking dust box sticker on the pole as i'm coming in like yeah it's like i don't even know where it is but i know you can see it at some point but yeah it was pretty funny so I was, yeah it's like right waiting there. yeah right there <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah there's a, and those are those are like my good my good good homies like i lived with all those dudes in one fucking tiny house like six of us for like multiple years so 
yeah it's always sick when i can hit something that they hit and be like yo we both hit that thing that's sick that's so tight yeah i like that dude that's funny like a little dude an easter egg in the movie that is awesome yeah yeah uh let's see um next one i have my notes are very cryptic but i i suspect i know what shot this is i just wrote 11:45 face down bail I think this is the one where you just ragged. This is you. Oh, right? yeah. Is this you or no? I can't yeah, tell. Yeah, that's me. That's the yeah. one I was saying was at the same park as that Benny clip. <laughs> Bro, and then just a total ragdoll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that shit was funny. I was doing that a lot last winter for some reason. Everyone was saying, like, yo, you got to put your, like, hands up or something. Yeah. So was, it the, was, was this the movie where Cal broke his jaw or was that take three? um that was last year yep okay yeah yeah, yeah I mean, were there it. any other big obviously i'm not saying that this is a big bail like this is i wrote that down because it was funny yeah but, right, uh, right like were there any big big bails shooting this movie shit i'm trying to think i don't i don't think so no i don't i don't think so little little stuff where like someone maybe like bruises their shit really bad or like yeah maybe kind of bonk their head pretty hard and like take a couple weeks off but mm. no other than cal's jaw i think that was like the main like big injury other than that i think we we kept it pretty pretty safe for the most part i've yeah. uh yeah i've had some i've had a lot of knee shit in the past like through the years but last year kept it kept it clean nothing nothing went wrong and yeah, I don't. Other than Kyle's jaw, I think that was. I think that was the the only bad one. Yeah, and I think this like the debate between helmet versus non helmet. It's like talk to death, and it's like it honestly doesn't even matter yeah. what you want. But it's like is Kyle like one of the only guys wearing a helmet at the spot? Because I know that he's like just rocks yeah, the flap rim with the with the bucket. Yeah, he, uh, he goes back and forth. Like there's definitely spots where he's not running it and then there's spots where he is. I I for sure support it. It's I think it I don't think it like makes your clip not fucking cool or anything. Yeah. It's like a personal it's just a personal opinion, I guess, like how you want your shit to look, but Yeah. But no, I I I don't uh I don't think it's whack or anything, but yeah, he, he goes back and forth between wearing it and not wearing it. I think Zach, Zach Sturdivant wears his quite a bit as well, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I back, I back the dome piece. Yeah. I, I mean, I've worn it. I think I've worn it a spot once or twice. It's just like, I don't know. We've talked about it. Like sometimes you get like something super gnarly and then watch the clip and you're like, fuck, I wish I wasn't wearing a helmet. Like I would look pretty G with no helmet. But Dude, to the kids at home, wear a helmet. It's don't fuck your head. Oh off. yeah, if you're not good like at all, even if you're like kind of good, you should definitely. Yeah, I mean, we like, consider wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If any of us had a fucking brain, we'd wear a helmet. But yeah, I do think it it is always funny when you watch a video the whole time, dude's not wearing a helmet, and then for like the biggest trick of the movie. Yeah, just one slaps the bucket up. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing that's funny. Like, if someone has no helmet the whole time and then put it on once, it's like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, like I guess like if you just have, I get it though. I get it. If you see them with at the, in the run-in with a helmet on, you're like, okay, shit. The next clip is probably gonna be pretty big. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's see. 
1235. I think I just, oh, yeah, a little ledge action. But yeah. mark this down because Tall T Dan's in the movie too. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yep. <laughs> that's another like like little cameo in the yeah. movie that's like pretty much unaddressed. He's just there. Yeah, that's what a big shout out to Dan too. Dan's the, the fucking man. He's like been very supportive of us over the years. He's the shit. Yeah. Cool. That's one of my favorite clips, honestly, just because we were in Quebec City at the same time as all the keep standing guys. Oh yeah. Um Sick. and yeah. Um they were setting up this thing. It's Jackson right there in your Yeah, car. there's yeah. Jackson right there. He was hitting it with me and Cal just for fun. But yeah, that was that was one of my favorites. Just because all those dudes were there. So it was fun. Like we were all kind of just kicking it at this weird little park. It was super warm. Good like end of the trip. Yeah. Not a warm day, all of us just hanging. It was fun. Dude, I love that spot. It just love, it love, looks like it's yeah. in a, this spot looks like it's out of like a skate video. I love it. Like there's oh, so yeah. much concrete, like in buildings everywhere. It's just fucking sick, dude. Yeah, that's a that's a Quebec City classic too. Uh B Dog hit that back in the day. I think he mm. did like two on like Nolly two or some 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 kind of like v-dog press vibe on the on the flat but yeah he has a really sick clip on that yeah quebec's hard there's a lot of stuff in quebec that's been like pretty uh pretty fucked on over the years but yeah i'm not sure i don't think anyone switched to it who knows <laughs> Nah, it turned out great man um yeah so i just i noted that one Love love any slide on concrete, but then to see Dan celebrating in the outrun, that's that's funny. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dan Dan is sick. Dan's the fucking man. Let's see. I've this is the last clip that I highlighted, I think. Is this the closer? No, closer's coming up. Not nah, my tweaking. Let's see. What am I looking for, dude? Oh yeah, this one. Yeah. yeah. This so you want to get the backstory behind this clip? I don't even know. It's so I actually wasn't there for this one. This is the first one you brought up that I wasn't there. Uh um, really? This yeah. was in Ohio. So after Minnesota, like Benny, Cal, Egan, and Emmett just kept going, like kept driving east. I guess yeah, east from there. Um yeah, they went to Ohio. So that's where that was. But yeah, unfortunately I wasn't I wasn't there to witness that greatness. But yeah, I mean you want to give you want to give a breakdown of what's happening for like the audio listeners. Egan's dropping switch tails on this gigantic DFD. And then there's uh the, then the this oh, one. Yeah, and then here we go. Yeah, the gigantic kink ender i don't even know how many kinks it is what is that one two three four five six seven eight nine it's eight? like yeah it's like eight with like a donkey at the end yes dude that's like yeah. easily over 100 feet long yeah an insane lip slide and then yeah he's going so fucking fast towards the end of this <laughs> thing he's nuts dude egan is my favorite skier by far he's the sickest ever is he is he liable to hit some hit some rails like this regularly? Like is this For kind sure. of yeah. oh yeah. He's he's liable to hit whatever, dude. He's he's the sickest. Yeah. You honestly gotta get him on here. He's fucking dope. 
Dude, we'll work our way. We'll work our way through all of child labor slowly sure. but surely. Because <laughs> sure. every, everyone requests it every time. It's like, who do you want to see on the show? They're like, dude, really? That's sick. Yeah, it's there's like a there's a couple uh, like diehards that are always just saying, yo, just anyone from child labor. Hell yeah, that's yeah. dope. So now, I mean, yes. here's the clip in full speed. You can see how fast he's going down this rail. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, super, was crazy. super understated reaction at the end. You know, you see Emmett. Yeah, he's just blank face. Like, yep, there's Emmett. Yeah, he filmed the top angle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was just. Did you, when you finally got your hands on that clip, did you know that was going to be the ender? Yeah, immediately. The second I saw it, I was like, oh, that's ender for sure. No question. Dude. Yeah, that was one of the most insane ski clips i think i've ever seen that rail is fucked up anybody who goes through i think it's in cleveland if you want to go look at that thing it is nuts <laughs> i was speaking of the dust box they tried to hit it too i don't think any of them none of them got it yeah it's like i can't remember what it, one of them counted the stairs as they were walking up and i think it's they said it's like 110 or something but it is it is a big fucking rail yeah that is crazy, dude. And then yeah, his like his face after you mentioned just like <laughs> blank reaction. It's pretty funny, but I I get it. Like you hit he hit it for a long ass time. He was probably just like, oh fuck, thank God that's over. over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. And then I think this is one of the best parts of the movie. It kind of seals the deal on some of the best movies of all time, dude. I think back on like uh, Eat the Guts, great outro. Zoo space, even though the whole movie is crazy, great outro, and it's it's, it's always t- you have you have to have a great song if you're gonna have a great outro, and you nailed it on the outro for this move on the, for this movie, dude. Thank you. It's yeah, just so you. good. Yeah, so, I love like that said, track. It's a good yeah. one. Feel good, feel good song. And so this is where you put a lot of the B roll. Like this is where all the, mm. like, the personality stuff is. For sure. Oh, yeah, that house was. Yeah, that house was pretty funny. Yeah, you want to give a quick run through of like the situation with the house? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cal maybe touched on it. It's it was uh, Rolf's parents bought a crib and they were knocking it down and building <laughs> a new house on like this big plot of land type shit in Minneapolis. Uh, so yeah, we were we were going out there and they were basically like, yeah, you guys can stay there. Like it's like two weeks till it gets demolished or something. So you guys can just go nuts, like do whatever you want, which was, it was pretty funny. We had like the whole child labor squad and then a lot of the zoot space guys were staying with us too. Um, And yeah, we were all in this fucking pretty big crib, as you can see from the thing, like not the kind of place we're usually staying in. So yeah, it was pretty fun. We were skiing through the house and like, yeah, there was, yeah, that day it was like fucking so cold like negative 10 or something like too cold to go hit the spot so we we're like oh let's just film a bunch of shit at the house yeah <laughs> we're just like skiing downstairs sets and stuff in the house pretty fun dude i love it and then yeah here's more like this is like the jackass type of shit that yeah <laughs> yeah it was pretty fun i was pretty over it by the end honestly the place was fucking destroyed but it was fun it was fun while it lasted yeah and then um 
Dude, I this is the part I was talking about earlier. Anything from this elementary school, like this P roll right here of Brolf with the kids. That's Shamo, actually. That's Shamo. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's I'm tweaking. Shamo. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but Brolf, Brolf, like hit the rail next to it, which yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously I think you think it's Brolf, but yeah, yeah. Dude, that, so it's yeah, Shamus with the kids. That's <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. I think, dude. I think school was like in session when we were doing that, which is like we usually don't. We would never do that usually. But it was like, it it was kind of like where we were at was like a recreation center or something. And then yeah, like that rail was like a rec center. Yeah, and, and here's the kids went clothes, to school yeah. like across the street and like walked over. Typically, like we would never like go to a school when it's open because you're just like gonna get busted. Yeah. But yeah, this was a weird exception where they were like out at recess and shit, just like at the spot. It was pretty funny. Dude, and they the... were so juiced. It was hilarious. Yeah. And the teacher running over too, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, so... they were honestly into it too, I think. They were like kind of hyped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I think I'm going to use like the song from the outro for like the intro and outro music of this episode. I wish we could sure. be playing it, but YouTube would jack us up. But uh, just with the music playing in the background, this clip is just all time. Yeah, People that's were... a good one. We were we were laughing pretty hard at that when we watched it. It's so funny. they all started jumping up and down with him. Yeah, dude, that's, that's great. One. Yeah, yeah, it's just great. Brolf with the like the dirt bike uh, long sleeve on. That's yeah, yeah, the like fox racing. Yeah, some yeah. snowboard clips in it. Just yeah, dude, that's just a boy. great movie. Ben Marmer, major shout out, Ben Marmer. He's yeah. the sickest. And then, you know, just part of like the, your creative process, like how do you decide what goes in the outro? Like there's some banger clips in the outro. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I guess I definitely like saved a couple bangers and then there were a couple like B clips that we maybe weren't going to use and I was like, oh, we'll chuck them in the outro. Yeah. <clears throat> and then like, yeah, some random slams, a lot of funny, funny stuff, like the Seamus clip with the kids and Yeah, dude. And then yeah, we just knew this this uh the Zach Sturdivan <laughs> Stuvie, we call him clip had to be in the uh in the outro just because I don't know, switchbacky. Firecracker. <laughs> yeah. For and for the real labor heads, for the real fans out there. They know about the previous attempt at a switch back end of the stair set, and it was fucked up. So yeah, I that wanna... was from that was from a few movies ago though. But that was probably yeah. one of the gnarliest bails you guys have ever had in any of. Yeah, movies. that was that was bad. That was like the most like yeah, that was bad. I'm I'm glad he's okay. That sucked. I thought he was yeah, that was really <laughs> scary. But he got it though. It was a long time coming. He finally did a switch backflip into a stair set. <laughs> so this was him attempt like he was the dude in the in the previous attempt. Yep. Dude. Yeah, and I think it was Don't Fret. It was in Duluth. Yeah. Um yeah, he tried he tried it on something that did not make sense. This one made a lot more sense for sure. Yeah. Dude, if I remember that other one correctly, it was essentially like just a truss fall onto a stair set, basically. Pretty much, yeah. It yeah. was like a it was not like a lip. It was like a <laughs> flat <laughs> i i hit the spot to the down rail next to it and it was like a cliff drop like yeah <laughs> it was not a lip I, yeah when he said it i was like are you sure man he insisted but yeah yeah, that was scary i'm i'm glad he's all right from that one came yeah. back to, came back to avenge himself 
Yeah, with the fisheye too. That's a great shot. Yeah, that shit was pretty oh, sick. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, did you? So before I stop the screen share, do you feel like there's any clips from the movie that you're like, oh, like we got to talk about this one? Like we covered a lot of the highlights of it. Shit, I don't know. Maybe the brawl, brawl's ender was was a big one. I think just because he he this motherfucker hit it for literally. I don't know, man. Four hours. He he. I can't remember the number that I had. Like, it'd probably be like midway somewhere. But yeah, he fully hit it like a fucked up amount of times. I think it, it's the ender of the next seg, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's the one that's like an elbow at the top. It goes like down elbow quad kink. <laughs> but it was uh. Too. It was pretty crazy. He it's definitely like the longest I've seen someone hit something in my entire life. Yeah. Pretty nuts. Yeah, it's the ender of this seg, yeah. Okay, sick. That's huge. We're coming up. Yep, on... Yeah, it's this clip. Yeah, here right? it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just so gassed afterwards. Dude, yeah. It was it was nuts. He hit this thing for so fucking long. Yeah. So, like yeah. behind the scenes, my fucking camera batteries were all dead, and I was like switching them out, trying to suck the last little bit of juice out of them. And he got it when the camera literally was like blinking, blinking red, like one minute, whatever, like seconds from dying. Yeah. Like the second he got it, I like switched and like made sure it filmed. Dude. Yeah, we were just there for so damn long. That was a, that was that was pretty heroic. It was a crazy one. That is awesome. Have you ever, I mean, not you or anyone else on the crew, has there ever been a shot that's been missed? Um, damn, I'm sure there has. I'm trying to think of an example. It's good that there's not an example that immediately sticks out. Like, yeah, yeah we've, never we've, never, uh, we've never missed one, like, super important, I don't think. Yeah. Luckily. But, I mean, there's definitely been ones where we, like, film it a little weird or, like, maybe crop somebody's head or something yeah you can usually you can usually get away with that for the most part but yeah i don't think we've ever like fully just bought something like yeah i just completely dropped the ball yeah i try to be i'm a, i'm i'm pretty paranoid about like losing clips and shit i back my hard drives up like crazy just because it's like my worst nightmare to like hit up someone and be like yo i lost all your shit but <laughs> yeah i try and be pretty safe with it Dude, yeah, I'll st- I'm gonna stop sharing now. I get that way with the podcast sometimes. If I got like yeah. five episodes saved up, and the only place they're at is on my laptop, I'm like, fuck. If I yeah. this gets stolen or like anything right now, I'm not re-recording these because that like it's yeah. just too much to lose at that point. Yeah, yeah, I keep I keep my hard drive pretty pretty safe. I try and be real careful about it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> All right, dude, you want to rip some viewer questions? That was like, yeah, get into it. All right, we're back. This is always my favorite part because this is easiest for me and you. We just, we'll just run through a couple quick questions and uh, let the let the viewers do all the work. Um, so first viewer question, sometimes we let it go by the wayside. Sometimes I'll ask it. You got any hot takes? You got anything that you're dying to get off your chest? Uh, like controversial shit yeah yeah they're looking for i don't know maybe big big really big pants wear them 
Yeah, no, maybe don't wear them. That oh, don't wear them. I, yeah, I don't know. I I think baggy pants are cool, but I think uh, people get a little carried away with it sometimes. <laughs> like keep it keep it in check. I think yeah, to a degree, sometimes people are wearing pants that are like comically large. Like yeah, especially when the baggy. Yeah, like it's sick if they're baggy, but I don't want to see them flapping in the wind. People <laughs> probably disagree with me on that, but I don't know. I wear pretty like my pants are baggy, but I I try and keep them pretty normal, you know. Yeah. I, don't know. I just yeah, I don't like when I if when I see a clip and the pants are literally like flapping in the wind like a flag. Like I don't want to see that. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's my hot take. No, it's a good hot take because uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see the the pendulum. Definitely a trend. Away, definitely a trend these days. Everyone's wearing really big pants. Yeah, we'll see how many seasons it lasts for, dude. I think. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. So then, then we'll move into the section I I call "What's your favorite?" Because everyone <laughs> recently people just love to say, hey, "What's your favorite this? What's your favorite that?" Yeah. You know what? These are easy questions to just rip uh let's see we'll start with Cade what's the best place to ski in Utah he didn't specify resort or or street spot so I'm gonna okay throw it at you and um, say answer for both damn best resort all around Brighton for sure mm. you can ski like sick pow shit bunch of cliffs everything's super accessible it's a little busy this year I've noticed a little hard to get up there on a pow day. You got to be up early, but yeah, Brighton is the shit for sure. Park's super fun. And yeah, the terrain is really fun um, when you get a bunch of snow. So I, yeah, I would say Brighton for resort street spot. Shit. I don't know. Rail gardens is cool. If you want to go dick around, there used to be this place in little Cottonwood or like Cottonwood Heights that we called horse park. It was like a, we never really made much there. There was like an old Instagram video that we made, but they've since tore it out. But that that would be my answer. But it's gone now. Yeah. It's like a park with this weird DFD like elbow thing, which was surprisingly mellow. It was just a fun spot to go like hang out and everyone ski, like not even film anything, just go kick it there and ski. Yeah, that's fun. Um, all right, Colton, favorite street segment slash edit of all time. Mm. That's a tough one. Um, damn, I should have prepared. Let's see, dude. It's all right. This is like this is one that's like surprisingly difficult. A lot of like Hornbeck parts. Maybe like Hornbeck and After Dark. Yeah, maybe Hornbeck and After Dark. I always loved that seg when I was a kid, and just Horn Mike Hornbeck in general. He's really sick, obviously, yeah. but yeah and then best best like park edit i don't know best edit as far as like park and street shit goes jay nilla full boast is really sick it's like an old yeah I, jens nilsson i believe is how you pronounce it but jay nilla full boast for the kids at home if you haven't seen that that is a really really sick video there's park shit and like a bunch of really gnarly street stuff in it it was a really, really sick video. It's like it's probably on the bunch Vimeo, I would think. It's pretty old, but it's a super, super good one. Always love that, dude. Sick. 
All right, Adam, what's a uh, favorite city you've hit street in? Ooh, probably Quebec. Probably Quebec City. Damn. Yeah, really loved Quebec. Probably partly because we got some homies out there, but also just fun place to be. Feels like you're like pretty far from home because no one's, everyone's speaking French. Good spots, good snow. Went out a couple times. Fun, fun night on the town one or two times. So yeah, yeah. Quebec, Quebec rolls. That's awesome. Dude, for East Coast kids, like like for the, like the actual like teenagers listening, go to Quebec. Yeah. Like eight hours from Connecticut or whatever. Yep. And um, it's like you're a world away. Different yeah. language, different culture, different food. It's awesome, dude. Big bang for your buck. Yeah. I wish I went sooner. Yeah. Sure. Oh, man. Dude. Yeah, there's been some good times up there. Um, Ganoza. Favorite song used in child labor video? And then what's your favorite child labor video or edit? Damn. Um, favorite song in the vid this year would probably be maybe the Chief Keef one, just because it was so, like, everyone loved it. Like, yeah. there's a lot of songs in there that I'm, like, really, really into and love personally. But, yeah, I know that Chief Keef one, like, everyone was super hyped on it and we yeah like i said we had been listening to that shit like non-stop so i think everyone was super hyped when i put it in there so yeah probably that one if not the the song with like the quebec kink i hit it's by a band called i hate god i really like that song too sick and then he said what's your favorite uh child labor video or edit oh yeah okay um <clears throat> damn Dude, you could even pick a sleeper, like one of those three. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, I like that Brighton video I made last year of, I think it was like me, Gnoza, Rolf. There were a bunch of homies in there. I don't even remember what I called it. Um, yeah, I don't remember what it's called. It has a it has a Deftone song in it. I don't know if that helps, <laughs> helps at all. But yeah, it helps narrow it down. But it was, yeah, last year's Brighton at it with the deftone song i like that edit in a in an editing sense i like how that one came out and then was it good times for a change was that it yeah good times for a change that's what it's called yep yeah yep. and then uh maybe ec at pc one that one's super good too because they're yeah. fucking they're gnarly do a bunch of crazy shit in there Dude, I'm kind of sleeping on the edits. I gotta like, I gotta beef up on these because there's like, you guys have so many videos like in between these uh these movies. I gotta get on. Yeah, that. yeah. There's quite a few. We try and try and make some park edits in between. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right, we'll finish up the the favorites. Egg Foden. Egg Foden. What's your favorite snowboard trick? And then favorite sandwich as well favorite sandwich damn okay yeah dude people um, people will ask favorite anything bro nice yeah i know i know this egg Foden guy yeah, this character. yeah i know this character he's he's a funny dude um favorite snowboard trick maybe like front board pretzel that one always looks real good or just the good old back lip good old back lip through a kink always looks really sick yeah that one's really dope um yeah looks real hard not much of a way you can do something similar on skis 
So I always thought that one was sick, just like fully blind, you know? Yeah. Just back to the rail the entire way. Pretty yeah. sick. I like back lips. Those look good. And then favorite sandwich? Favorite sandwich. Um, <laughs> damn. Back home in Connecticut, there's one called the Kovac. Kovac, Kovac. I don't know how you say it, but it's like yeah. a chicken cutlet, prosciutto, mozzarella. It's yeah. Good yeah, good one. Whoever's in, uh, if anyone's listening to this from Southern Connecticut, Gaetano's Deli, they got a real good, real good sandwich there. Yeah, that's so I'm I'm vegetarian now, so I I can't even say anything. But back yeah. in the day, that was definitely the best sandwich. Still, the best sandwich I've ever had by yeah. far. I can go check that out next time I'm home. It's good, um, dude. I think there's one in Trumbull. I know you're from Connecticut. <laughs> there's one in Trumbull. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, so we're talking about snowboarding, Sindray, you mentioned it. How is it living with snowboarders? Can we get a dust box, child labor, something at some point? Damn. Yeah. Maybe some kind of collab thing. That'd be cool. Dude, that would be something big would be sick. That That would be cool for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. We've talked about doing some kind of merch thing or something because we all use like the same screen printing setup, which is just at my house, but yeah yeah they're they're great love living with snowboarders they're awesome you still live with them um so it's a weird uh it's a weird situation kind of we we all so i lived with reed smith in the dorms who's uh just one of those dust box guys and then i kind of met all them through him and we all rented a house together it's a two-bedroom i still live here it's a two-bedroom and we had seven people in it for like a year dude that was it was pretty it was pretty fucked up for a while the house was destroyed just yeah it it was pretty fucked for a while and then people kind of slowly started to move out and figure out their own spots and uh yeah now it's just me and cody warble so the intended amount of people to live there but uh but yeah we still live in the same house but yeah back in the day it was like way 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 worse seven heads in a one in a two-bedroom house with one bathroom it was pretty fucked up yeah we did that for yeah just about a year and then people slowly started to kind of realize it sucked (laughs) get new houses yeah do you ever walk around the house just be like bro how did i ever do this like yeah (laughs) for sure yeah me and cody talk about it like dude i can't believe there was that many people in this fucking place dude that's too bad it's pretty messed up it was a lot of people but hey, I mean, when you're 18, you're just like, fuck it, man. Like, we also paid like $200 in rent or something. Yeah, that's where something it was crazy. Seven, <laughs> like, yeah. Something super crazy. It was like insanely cheap. But here's the thing with life. You end up paying no matter what. So yeah, it was 200 bucks a person, but then you're living with seven people for one bathroom. You know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it was rough. Um, all right. This one's an odd one. Sometimes like I get questions and like I feel like it's an in, like a inside joke with the uh, with the guests and I just ask them anyways. So Vibe Crudo, do you know them? Uh, I think so. Yeah, that's like a old a kid I knew from Mount Snow. I think. Well, that would make sense because he said, "Do you still have the video of my first 1080?" Yeah, I think I do. He would. Yeah. Well, his follow up yeah. question is Vinny Crudo. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> he he I hope followed he up. He said, if you do have that video, can you please send it to me? 
yeah i think i think i maybe got it somewhere in like a i in like iCloud or something yeah he was doing a have you skied mount snow before oh yeah yeah he did a 1080 on the set like the third nitro jump or something like a 20 foot jump <laughs> it's a pretty funny clip i should actually try and track that down yeah send it to him. but yeah we were we were probably like 13 years old he did a 1080 on a 20 foot jump pretty sick that's awesome. I remember watching people try 1080s at Ski Sundown and like the clip would be like a recording of someone's viewfinder because it was like people were yeah. just dying to watch it. Like I love yeah. that. All the best videos I've ever seen have been in that format. It's a fucking video on someone's phone of a viewfinder or maybe a video of somebody else's phone. Either way, like that's when, yeah. that's when you know somebody did some crazy stuff. Yeah, that's the best. We still do that on trips and shit. Like yeah, sometimes that... when someone gets a clip, they're super hyped. They're like, yo, let me film the viewfinder real quick. <laughs> Just watch it like 20 times at home. <laughs> it's such a funny move, but yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Steezy Skiing, who I remember being somebody that requested child labor, and I think he specifically wanted to hear what you had to say. So. I like that, dude. That guy's sick. He has a good account, good repost account. I'm a yeah. fan. Um. Yeah, shout out Steezy Skiing. Yeah, so for sure. He asked, biggest uh, video slash filmer inspos. He said, your editing has always been sick, great soundtracks. So who's the inspiration? Or what have been like your creative inspirations? I would say skiing-wise, probably like, I know I said Hornback before just because I like him, but I'd say like the way I actually try and ski, maybe like LSM, or like, like early LSM, all the old, uh, yeah. And yeah, along those same lines, probably the bunch as well for for editing stuff. Even I'm I don't think I really edit in a similar way, but I think that was just a big uh inspiration for me growing up, like watching all those videos and yeah, being really hyped on them. Just like a, a more um atypical kind of like different way of making a ski movie from what I had been watching in like level one stepped whatever it might have been yeah i was sick like the bunch just had a whole different way of doing it and i think that was really cool growing up to see someone doing it a different way and then i guess also like skateboarding stuff and snowboarding stuff is pretty big as well yeah in my uh like editing and editing wise i'd say those play in a lot for sure mm -hmm. apart from this is just off the top of the head and yeah. we're, we're going long and I only got a few questions left. Oh, what, good. I, I, I don't know if I've even asked any of the other guys this, but like everyone's putting out movies at the same time. And I generally, when I'm interviewing people, I'm like, Oh, what about this about your movie? And that, what was like, what was your favorite movie that another crew released this year? Ooh, damn. Right. That's probably, really uh, probably the four Avid. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the four Avid. Those they're sick. <laughs> that bit was really, really good. Yeah, in terms of skiing, definitely the 4A video. The yeah. stand, the keep standing video as well was really, really sick. Dude, Those were like really good. Your guys' and two then, videos had a very similar vibe. Yeah, at, for yeah. standing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. yeah I think uh, it's Sam uh, Putnam who edits those ones. Yeah, it seems like, yeah, similar like style kind of maybe. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um Let's see. I'll narrow these down to the last few. Uh, Cade, what was your first camera? First camera. Ooh. Uh, 
I, th- I mean, I had like a GoPro when I was like 10 years old, I think, but I don't know if that really counts. My first like real camera was a Panasonic HVX 200. Yeah. My first like real camera. That's what the, uh, what's the strike is filmed on. It's a HVX. Is that, is that SIM card or, or is that a, that one is P2 card. Yeah. That one's P2 card. And then I eventually upgraded to an HMC. And then this year we all got, um, this camera called the AC 160, which is like a slightly films 1080, which the, the previous two cameras I've had haven't. So this one's going to be a little more, uh, a little more HD. Yeah uh let's see all right last one then ryan voyden he said you guys are on a tear what's next any new places you plan on filming street at what's the future looking like for you guys um in the immediate future i guess finland we're going we're going to finland in two days for like two weeks so i'm pretty excited about that never been never been to europe Oh, so, that's tight. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. I'd say, yeah, we're just going to keep making videos. Definitely a video this year. We're going to keep making them as long as we as long as we can. We all love doing it. It's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So <clears throat> um before I let you go, is there anyone you want to shout out anything that you feel like you need to say before I let you go. Shit, I mean, shout out to everyone involved with labor, anyone who's ever helped us. Uh, I guess especially shout out to Emmett for helping us. Um, yeah, I guess I guess those are the shout outs. Shout out Vishnu and Emmett and all the labor homies, Word. all my closest friends. You guys did the shit. <laughs> well, Garrett. Thank you for being here, dude. I appreciate it. I'm glad we could finally get it done. This one is definitely up there for one of the ones that was in the making for the longest, definitely over a year. So we got sure. it. Done. Yeah, thank you for having me. That was fun. Yeah.